I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive in season five of The, the Connor, Connor and Smith Show. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Yeah. Good. Just checking in. Just being, like, sociable. Uh, well, I hurt my back carrying out plants. I didn't know if you wanted to tell the story. Is that what you're trying to bring up in, in public? Yes. <laughs> There's public rules about bringing up other people's <laughs> pr- public, private things. I know. So the other night, I, I had three plants downstairs. Long story longer. And uh, I eventually went to pick up one. I wasn't in the correct plie. He was trying to take them outside, P.S. listeners. And rather than lifting with my legs, which I think is in the farmer's almanac, <laughs> I lifted with my arms, but actually it went to my back. And now I sort of do the stop, drop, and roll out of bed. <laughs> it looks like I'm putting out a fire every morning. <laughs> I currently am leaning against this table, speaking to you, and basically... My, um, yeah, my ballet days is gone. Yeah. He was trying to tell us, um, what was in the bank accounts and everything last night for in case he dies. It's really not that bad. It's just a pulled muscle. You never know. You never know. I mean, one pull can turn into a push, another push. (laughs) And next thing you know, you've got a, a box step and you're rolling down the hill. Anyway, what are we talking about tonight? We're talking to Melanie Oldham. Formerly Melanie Fox, Fox. Um, we were are going to take a break, and I, I will say just to qualify. If you hear some weird in and out sometimes on the audio of this interview, I think there was a storm or something that night, and 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 but you can you can still tell what's being said. There's just a little like every once in a while. So lean in. Yeah, lean into it. If you're doing the dishes, stop, drop, roll. roll. Listen to this, and and you can kind of get all the. It's kind of like. You know those posts that you see on Facebook where it's, <laughs> we're 80 years old, uh, where you see like phrases spelled out with like numbers or wrong things and you can still read it? It's kind of like that. Yeah. 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 So we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Hello. Hello. Hi, Melanie. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you? Can you hear me okay? I can. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm good. It's good to hear y'all's voices. We're also here with our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Melanie. Ryan, how are you? I'm well. I see you on Facebook. Your kids are beautiful. Oh, thank you. They're they're my little wily ones. Where are you? Where are you tonight? (laughs) Um, tonight I am in Roanoke, Virginia, in my house. How long have you been in Roanoke? We moved to Roanoke um eight eight years ago. Eight years ago, yeah. So uh, take us on a journey of how you got to Roanoke. Um, well, I I mean, I was up in New York City for a while, for about a decade. And then I had a midlife crisis at 30 and decided to move to Richmond and try and get into grad school for psychology. 
and worked on that for a couple of years pan out and then a couple of years later I met my husband and he worked in television he worked for one of the stations in um, Richmond but then he found a job here in Roanoke and so off we went and here we are and so Melanie rewinding past that um, way beyond that what um, where are you from originally um, I was born in Massachusetts, in Lowell, Massachusetts, but my dad worked for Kmart for 40 years, so oh, wow. we moved around. Yeah, <laughs> he got out before it's collapsed, thankfully. Um, but yeah, so we moved around every two to three years. You know, sometimes we'd stay in a place for five years. Um, so I don't really consider myself from anywhere, but I mean, I spent a good majority of my childhood in um, Blairstown, New Jersey, and then post-college, I spent a decade living in Jersey City, so I kind of consider myself from Jersey if I had to pick a place, but then again, I've been in Virginia for so long at this point, I don't know. How, how did you pick Shenandoah as your college of choice for the arts? Um, for me, there was no other choice. For some reason, it stuck out to me. Um, it was just far enough away, but just close enough. Um, at the time, we were living in Southern Maryland. Um, my voice teacher at the time actually taught at UMBC. So that was another place that I had applied. And I, but it just, they didn't have a music theater program. And it was so important to me that it was a music theater program that I was going to be part of. And I loved that. I mean, as you had it, and it had it all. I mean, to spend your days dancing five days a week and singing five days a week and learning all the, oh my goodness, the all the music stuff and all the music composition stuff that I still can't say that I'm any good at. Um, but, you know, it, I mean, yeah, it had everything. So that's why it, that was the only choice. Is there an art scene? I, I mean, I'm assuming there is. What's it like being in Roanoke? Um, well, I'll be frank with you. I they do. There is um, there is Mill Mountain Theater here. There is Virginia Children's Theater, and there's another. I think it's Attic Theater. But I have not I have not done theater since I moved away, and I, I miss it a lot. I am now a full time middle school teacher. Um, I teach humanities, which is a combo of English and social studies. But I do get to do fun stuff when um, they do their annual musical. I inserted myself, so I stage manage and help them do all the props and sets and stuff. So at least I get to do that fun stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, you kind of transform all of your, you know, skills as an artist into whatever you're doing, no matter if it's, you know, raising your family or figuring out how to um, pay the bills or whatever. It's oh always... Gosh. It's always troubleshooting with the arts. Absolutely. I mean, I always say this. It's, you know, people want to scoff at having a theater degree. But let me tell you something. Theater taught me to think on the fly and do it quickly because you never know what you're going to get from show to show or when a piece of scenery is going to come crashing down around you. But, I mean, yeah, theater taught me troubleshooting, working with all kinds of people, you know, thinking on your feet and, you know, kind of having to 
think creatively when it comes to putting something together that you might not have otherwise thought of. It's been essential. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as a teacher myself now, I'm constantly reinforcing with my kids that, you know, no matter if this is something that you consider a way to make money, which we would consider a profession, or if it becomes a hobby or whatever, these are still um, skills for learning when to lead, when to follow, when to work as an ensemble, when to kind of take charge, when to step up and be able to present yourself in a job application or speak for yourself in, in front of a classroom for like a report or whatever. It's just skills for life. Absolutely. Definitely. So you're, you're, you're teaching uh, humanity. Humanities, yes. Humanities, plural. So humanities means yeah. what? Um, for our school, it is a combination of English class and um, social studies kind of civics class. It's a small private school, so it's, it's a really, really great place to teach because we, we don't have to follow all of the mandated, you know, curriculum. We come up with our own curriculum based on our students and when, and they, when they need it. What grades? Um, I teach fifth and sixth grade. Is there right now a discussion about Ukraine? Oh, yeah. Um, this The amazing thing about where I teach is I, we were discussing this the other day. First thing in the morning, you hear our students talking, oh, my gosh, guess what popped up in my news feed this morning? Oh, yeah. But they're not talking about like a Facebook news feed. These kids are actually reading the news. What Wait. fifth grader reads the news? So yeah, it's a daily discussion. We talk about we talk about current events every day. We talk about you know this year we were we've been talking about history. This year's history has been from you know the indigenous culture pre you know colonial contact all the way up to I think we're going to hopefully make it up to the Civil War this year. So I mean yeah, but yeah we about Ukraine, we actually have somebody coming in um, tomorrow afternoon, Monday afternoon, and they're going to talk to us because their um, their main course of study is international relations. So they're going to come in and give us all some big discussions about it. So it'll be great. Well, so we live right now in Arlington, which of course is just a hop and a skip from D.C. Right. So, but down there in Roanoke, have you found a um, a place of pushback or a, a re-navigating? Uh, what, what's it called when you're when you're when you lose your way on the um, Uber on the um, GPS and it says rerouting? Are we kind of rerouting? Are we rerouting different uh, discussions about how to approach uh, you know masks or history or all that right now? Since that's like a hot topic button. Um, you, do you mean within our school system or? Yeah, yeah you as a, per, as a teacher, like oh. their parents. Oh. Um, you know, we are, we are very lucky where we are in that, um, you know, the majority of our families are all about following the science. And CDC suggests this, then this is what we're going to do. And because we're a private school, you know, we don't necessarily have to go by whatever, you know, whatever is mandated for public schools. 
Um, so that's been really nice because we haven't felt that pressure or that pushback because our families trust the decisions that our admin are making in keeping everyone safe and in following the science because, you know, opinions right. are opinions, but science is fact. So, so it's you, great. You know, I tried, and I say that with a capital T maybe, I tried to move to New York twice and there was something about New York for me in my emotional state and my gut. It was just, I felt like I was trying to conquer the world. And it was just too overwhelming for my personal like psyche. But you said you lived there for 10 years. Just about, yeah. But I mean, I lived in Jersey City, but yeah, I worked in New York City. So how do, how, how do you look back and think about your New York Times? If you had to give oh. like advice to your kids. Oh, I would tell them absolutely go and live your best life before you even choose to settle down. Live your life before then. Go out. You know, you want to live in a big city? Go live in a big city. You want to go travel? Then travel. But do all that while you're young and you have the energy and you don't have anything time down. So, I mean, I didn't you actually land a few spots in some soaps? <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah. I think um, I remember, like, oh my gosh, Melanie's the one, blah, 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 guiding light, or that's a little turn to yeah. whatever it was. Yes, yes, yes. I was on pretty, basically anything that, that was uh, shot out of New York. I had, I was on, but I mean, it was never, it was never anything giant. It was mostly under fives, but one of them I was on frequently enough that they named my character. Um, but uh, that was the best. It was so much fun. And that you, was, was, go ahead. I was going to say, that's what I like really wanted to do, but you know, like I said. And I you, you get like your lines the a couple of days before you go and memorize or are you kind of on a teleprompter? Um, no, no, I never. So I would generally, most cases get the script probably in advance. Um, but there was one time when I knew I was going to have, but my script never showed up. And so I, um, I think I was supposed to get a script, but I never did. And so I was in makeup chair, just trying to memorize everything right there before the scene. And I was, I was so worried because, you know, my brain was trying to memorize it, but it was also on like full on panic mode because I didn't want to mess up and have them never invite me back. <laughs> right. Did you did you take away from Shenandoah things that you think now you keep in your little pocketbook as a teacher? I know for me, you know, I took Lindy Herman's improv class twice. And I remember, uh, not who, but I remember people, you know, kind of saying to me, you know, Matt, you don't have to take improv twice. And I would always say, yeah, I think I may have missed something. I'm going to take it twice because... <laughs> Her class was so, you know, sort of strangely intense, but sort of like mysterious. Like, are we, are, are you a wizard? Uh, yes. yes. But, but now that I'm a teacher and, you know, still doing some sort of improv and class, whatever, I remember mm -hmm. all of these things I try to pass on to my kids because, like I said, they're not only skills for the stage, they're kind of like skills for life. 
Um, Absolutely. Do you have any takeaways from your years? Um, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I would say blocked out. maybe, um, no, uh, it's Lindy did have huge influence on me and, you know, like you said, it was kind of like this, this magical experience with her, but you know, it was just such, I don't know, reverence, I think would be the word that I felt were in her class because she had a way of both making you feel like you were meant for this, but at the same time being completely blunt and direct with you when maybe you should make a different choice. I don't know. I try and approach my students the same way. You know, I try and try and, you know, like adults, in, you know, in an age appropriate way. Um, but yeah, you know, build them up, but also, having a relationship with them that, you know, being honest with them when maybe they're not making the best choices is still isn't taken as a, you know, the end of the world, because, you know, at the end of the day, you knew she cared. And I think that was a big, it was a big thing. Yeah, it was like, a, it was like a sanctuary that you kind of were, you were kind of safe to fail in. Yes, absolutely. So therefore, you, you knew that whatever you were doing might be wrong, it might be right, but you were still going to do something and hear the feedback and go, okay, well, that sucked, but I'll do this next time or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas when you get kind of a little bit more advanced into like more other scene study or classical scene study, for me, you, I show up and I think, okay, I, I really should not be taking this class. I will not probably ever be doing anything remotely close to Shakespeare, but here I go. No, yeah. I mean, I still remember with Hal, I will never forget. I had to do, I chose a monologue from Joan of Arc. And when I was done, I remember him looking at me and going, ah, Melanie, are you playing Joan of Arc or Patty Simcox? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, probably because that's that's what was about. I had the emotional range of, yeah, a cheerleader. That was about as far as I could stretch, um, you know. But I, it's hilarious now. I mean, I didn't really wasn't really hurt by it then because I was like, yeah, he's probably right. I'm terrible at you know trying to do anything classical, and I mean for but the longest time too, I was never cast as anything other than being a kid. So it was really hard to stretch out of that is that really constructive though like <laughs> well i will say i will say some of the experiences for me and this is personal but i try to be the teacher today to my kids based on sometimes the teachers the teacher i don't want to be <laughs> because i remember the teachers that sometimes made me feel like a certain way. And I now navigate thinking, well, I don't want to be, you know, I mean, I think about even the horror stories of like some, you know, famous people like Audrey McDonald, who was, you know, told you'll never, you shouldn't, you should leave this program or whatever, because you're not going to mm -hmm. make it. Yeah. Yeah. I also yeah. think that because we have to take everything, you know, like classical scene study, you know, of course, which, you know, we should have been taking those things. But it's also important to kind of know your wheelhouse. Like right. I knew when I was in classical scene study, 
I ain't ever gonna do Shakespeare. This is not in my future. We had classical scene study. Yeah, I'm just yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were there for the Patty Simcox comment, Ryan. Right, right. I was. Yes, totally. <laughs> I thought classical scene study was Madonna doing Vogue based on like um, Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Pretty close, some days. Yeah. So, Melanie, the um, the pandemic hit, of course, two years ago. Yes. What happened in your house? How, what did you guys do? Did you all of a sudden start binging stuff? Did you start like baking bread? What happened? Um, hmm. Well, let's see. At that point, I was, you know, I was subbing at the school where I'm now full time. And my, I am lucky that my children and I, they go to, our school goes from kindergarten up to, we're all at the same place all day together. So when, down. I mean, my schedule stayed the same because, I mean, as in I stayed with my kids. Uh, thankfully, I didn't have a job where my kids and I were on a different schedule. So it was basically some vacation for us. You know, they some of their stuff was online. At that point, I mean, Story was in kindergarten and Fox was in, uh, no, in preschool and Fox was in kindergarten. Uh, so, you know, there's not really much you can do online with kids who are like, Wee! you know, they want to bring their stuffed animals to them. So your precious babies are Story and Fox. Yes. Her name is Astoria because Astoria, um, Astoria, because um, my husband, Heath and I were our big Goonies nerds. And <laughs> so when we were you know when she was when she was baking we weren't sure who was in there and the names we threw out was Doria and we could call her story and it stuck and so that's where she sneaked after the town of Goonies. Oh that's so beautiful <laughs> that kids in their 20s don't like the Goonies. It makes me so angry. I know it's just you know it's just I was exciting, I guess, because, you know, they have I all these so. movies with wild special effects. Right, right. <laughs> it's because they cut the octopus scene. That's, that's really Of course, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Has motherhood yeah. completely changed your life? Absolutely, 150%. I mean, it, you know, I'm not going to lie. It, it tore me down. I mean, it... You know, it, I wasn't used to someone needing me 24-7. You know, after, so Fox was born, and then shortly after he was born is when he got the job uh, here in Roanoke. So it was just Fox and I for several months because we stayed behind in Richmond. Um, so it was, it was just, just me caring for Fox. And then when we moved here... And um, after Story was born, you know, I, I got postpartum depression and it was awful trying to care for two kids. And I learned I do not make a good stay at home mom. I need to work. And so, yeah, so that was really hard. Um, but now now we're hitting we're hitting a different phase now that they are getting older, more independent. I don't have to change diapers and fold their own laundry and put it away. You know, and I'm working again, and that's what, for me, that's what I need. I mean, 
yeah, and it's great. I get to hear about what they're doing all the time because I, my their teachers are my coworkers. So if they do something awesome, I get to hear about it right then and there because they'll either come over and get me or you know, I like how they feel about that as they get older. <laughs> do they have any interest in the arts? Um, story is definitely my little outgoing showgirl. Um, I always joke that she is a mix of Punky Brewster and Pippi Longstocking and <laughs> sings like Annie because she is just loud and belty all the time. And I love it. Uh, this is a completely different kid. He is, you know, his big thing is computers. I'm not talking about fancy computers. I'm talking about vintage computers. He can tell you all about some 1996 Dell something, 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 because that's his interest. He loves the history of computers. So, yeah. He's going to go very, very far. I mean, it's it's interesting. I'm like, are we sure this is my kid? Because that's weird. <laughs> that's, not, that, that's not part of people's stuff. No. Um, so, yeah, it, they're totally different. Do, it but does if I had... feel like we're in a world now where the geeks, if I can use that word, are going to sort of inherit the earth well they're going to be yeah. kind of like they're in it for the long haul because even in the arts now everything's kind of not everything but you know so much has become digital so much yes. stuff is contents online and yep. like you know all of us who went to school to learn how to tap or like looking at the screen going <laughs> i i have no idea what, what? this button means can, can somebody please come and move where's yeah. candy when you need her because my foot is not going the right way where is Candy Reed when you need her? <laughs> I've never said that. That's never. going to be the name of Melanie's book that she's yeah, writing. Yeah. Where's Candy Reed? Yes, yes. 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 I talk to Jenny often. I mean, she, you know, tap dancing well into like right before her baby was born. Oh my um, God. We used to joke that like she was trying to get the baby to come out early doing all those falap combinations. Right? Yeah. Yes, I I still I talk about I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she. Oh, that was a thing. We were like, "Is she going to go into labor in tap class today?" Mm-hmm. It was because yeah, I mean, she was just that jitterbug was going right until the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been back to Shenandoah like since you're in Virginia at all, just to like see what it looks like now? When they had um, the kind of reunion a few years ago, I went um, and I got to see a few folks. Uh, but that was because my parents lived in Front Royal at the time, which is next down over. Um, and so they, moved. I would have been, they, did, they moved here to Roanoke um, this past summer during the pandemic. Wow. Um, so that I was one of the Front changes. Royal has turned into like a little bit of a drug town. Um, there was, there were a few bodies found by rivers from what I hear. Um, wow. Mm -hmm. Well, when I think I mean, drug town, I do not think dead bodies, Melanie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were to watch Ozark, I was, would know um, that there were dead bodies. Right. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it had, they moved there, um, my freshman year at, at, at SU, but I mean, it was like, there was nothing there. And in, they lived there for 22 years and it was so, there was traffic by the time they left. 
I mean, right. Yeah. <laughs> they lived out in Front Royal when you were going to school there mm-hmm. too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My freshman year in college, they moved there because my, my dad, it was once again up for a transfer because of, and so he said, well, here's, oh, and because it was so close to Chester where I already was. So that's where they put it. Can we have a moment, moment in silence for the blue light special? <laughs> I mean, that was the best thing about Kmart. Oh my special. gosh. Yeah, they would push that little blue light to a yes. part of the, yeah. My, my grandmother worked for Kresge's, which was like yes. a- Yes, Kresge. Like, my, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a Kmart, like sister store or niece store or something. I mean, it was Kmart before before branded Kmart or something like that. But yeah, my dad, when we lived in Fredonia, New York, worked for an SS Kresge. I'm just remembering the Kmart in Winchester. Wasn't it like right behind the Taco Bell? There wasn't mm-hmm. a Kmart, was there? Yes. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Oh, yes, there was. Oh, yep. Yeah, but I don't know where the Kmart was in Front Royal. Yeah, it was. Now I think it's like a tractor or something. Um, <laughs> that's, that's probably true. All I can remember <laughs> is driving in a Front Royal and seeing kind of like smoke stacks of like a factory or something that was all i remember oh yeah uh-huh i don't know what that was because i i never spent any amount of time there other than just you know in between breaks and then as soon as i graduated i moved straight up to you know well i took a pit stop working at shawnee theater that was my summer internship that year as soon as i graduated and then i went straight to jersey city so, where's shawnee theater shawnee it's in the poconos Oh, right, 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 it's right, right. so beautiful, right on the Delaware River. It's a really tiny theater, but oh my gosh, the area is just gorgeous. And there is a hotel there. Uh, yes, man, it's so beautiful. Have you been to Mill Mountain? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have gone up to the, the Star a few times. There's also a zoo up there. So we have been up to the zoo a few times. Oh, that's tiny. fun. Is mm-hmm. Roanoke where that uh No, that's North Carolina. Wait, you know what I'm gonna say? Croatan or whatever? Yeah. It's it's in North Carolina. It's in North Carolina. Why did I always North think Carolina. it was Roanoke? It's because it is it's Roanoke. Called Roanoke. <laughs> it is Roanoke, but it's a different Roanoke. Oh I learned yes. something new every day. I know there American horror story Roanoke like screwed me up. Because no. Roanoke is Roanoke is a native name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so there's is. Roanoke, Virginia, and Roanoke, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. This sounds like Okacroke. I don't think I've ever been to Roanoke. Is it? Is it like got a, like a vibrant like city in Roanoke? So I'm probably the wrong person to ask because my <laughs> view of a city is New York City. Right. Um, so anything smaller than that is just kind of a town with some taller buildings and extra lights. Um, right, so there's not a city like. Uh, I mean, they have a downtown, and yeah. you know we have there's Roanoke City and there's Roanoke County, um, but yeah, I mean they have a downtown. It's cute. It's nice. It's got you know some cute parks and old buildings, and but, I mean it's not like a city city. It's like suburbia. 
Yeah, kind of. It, it goes, it, there are all kinds of extremes. It's there like are, Winchester South. <laughs> well, I don't even know about that. Um, <laughs> are, you off, are, you, are you kind of off Route 81? Yes, yes, we are. We are. Route it's, 81 um, kind of is on the western side of Roanoke, which of course yes. shoots right by up towards JMU and then into Winchester. Yes. Correct. Yes, we are yes. South, Southwest Virginia, and I think it's like exit 150 on 81. Yeah, I have a relative that lives in Bedford. Okay. Um, yeah. But I have not yeah. been. Bedford is huge. Very, really? very huge. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. It's very large and very uh, rural. But like lots of sprawling fields and pastures. I mean, it's beautiful. But yes, very big. Surprisingly. What What was the two years with the pandemic and you know with uh, not to get too political, but what was the environment down there like? Mm. I mean, it's it's hit or miss because you know we our school. I feel like we're pretty insulated as far as. I mean, most people are, yes, let's protect each other. Let's, let's take care of our community. Let's do all the things we can to protect those around us. Even if they are strangers, they are still part of our community. So it is our job to, you know, take care of them. But you also have the other full-on extreme that says, you know, my rats. So, right. <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> I thought you said my rats for a second. Yeah, close. Um, yeah, so it so really is. It goes from one extreme to the other. So now that everything's kind of um, lightening up with uh, restrictions and whatnot, what does the rest of the school season look like? You guys are going to do uh, a musical completely, you know, like it used to be kind of thing. Well, we don't know yet. Um, you know, the, the CDC has said that once levels are green, then people can start taking their masks off indoors. We are still in the yellow. Um, so, it, and it could go either way. Um, right. As far as if, it, if we go back up to red, like we, we are still masking in school. We only in the last um, two weeks have changed. No, actually the last week have changed it so that we no longer wear masks outside. So we have been wearing masks inside and outside for the last two years. We never. Um, so we closed in March of what was that 2020 um, and went virtual for, you know, the remaining two and a half months of school. But we, I mean, we ran summer camps all summer, like running the summer camps was kind of like our guinea pig to see how are the kids going to handle wearing masks outside and inside and it's hot and they're running. The kids did great. So, I mean, we opened business as usual, just with masks, you know, that next school year. So 2020, 2021 school year. I mean, we, that's it. Like we were up and running and just masking the whole time. So Melanie, you said you had just got back from a, a field trip. What were you doing? <laughs> we, um, our, we have a small group in our middle school. Our middle school is really tiny to begin with, but we have a small group in our middle school that um, does Model United Nations. And they actually host Model United Nations conferences for middle schoolers. And so this weekend we were at William and Mary and they were at a conference being delegates to all kinds of fun 
crises and committees and all that. So that's where I was. I was at William and Mary with our students. That's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did model the United Nations in high school, but I mean, I, I can't imagine having interest in it in middle school, but I mean, these kids are amazing. I mean, you, I, I love our students at school because they're just such, they're such worldly individuals for middle school. Like I said, I mean, they come in talking about what they read on the, in the news or saw on the news. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, I can imagine being in fifth grade worrying about anything other than you know, what color my hair bow or sneakers were. Right. So. Well, Millie, we want to be mindful of your time. Um, I just want to ask a few more, like, wrap up things. These are kind of just kind of not filler, but like, these are the things that kind of interest us the most, which is the most like cheap questions. What, <laughs> uh, what, what, everyone's looking for binge recommendations. Are there things that you've binged or streamed that you're like, oh, you have to watch X, Y, Z? And if so, what are the first things that come to your mind? Um, right now, we're watching Inventing Anna okay. um, with Ruth from, you know, Ozark. Uh, let's see. We also recently started watching The Righteous Gemstones on HBO streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, of course, watch Stranger Things, but, you know. We got Can't wait for the new season. I know, either. Um, They're going to be like 28. Uh, hey, Melanie, when you, think I, I back, when you think back to uh, college years, is there a song that like sticks out to you as like, you know, this, the main song you think of from college, like as far as uh, like pop songs? Ooh. I don't know. Any, anything Spice Girls or Dennis um, Morissette? Yeah, I said Alanis Morissette too. I was like, you ought to know that came out at the, you know, our freshman yeah. year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, it's, and then, I mean, don't you have it on the Discord? Yeah. So we have this this uh, message board thing called Discord, and uh, we've been uh, posting uh, little things from the aired episodes, and it's interesting because it's bringing people out. Like Kevin Quillinan joined the board, and oh Jason Carter. And uh, Talon's been on there. So it's, it's, it's really fun. But we're also, we have a Spotify playlist that others can add songs to. And it's like a late 90s mix. Oh so you have gosh. to check it out and see <laughs> if there's, uh, there's at least one Spice Girls song. Yeah, I did not even think about Spice Girls. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I recall the way we dressed. And I recall between Clueless and the Spice Girls, I mean, that, that described our fashion. And Romy and Michelle. Yeah, all those fuzzy little necklaces, pigtails. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Millie, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. It's so good to hear your voice and know that you are changing, shaping the future of America there with the kids. I, for one, never had a UN thing in high school or middle school. So like, I I don't even, I've never even heard of that. So that to me is amazing. and I, I love that you are still applying uh, your creative thought to th- things that you do every day. And that's, you know, the main takeaway of all these interviews we've done with uh, different class members, whatever they're doing now, there's something that kind of shaped us while we were at SU together. You know, I think it was Monica said the other day, we were the generation of like 20 years without technology and then 20 years with, and we're yeah. like somewhere in between trying to like, 
use it to go forward. But we also remember we were all together without cell phones or computers, really, um, right. just hanging out and talking to each other. And that's what we wanted to do with this, just kind of spend some time reconnecting with everybody and just uh, trying to just reach back to that pocket of history when we were all kind of like half our age and like <laughs> had stupid, like no plans, but had a great time. Um, I know. Yeah. Yeah, we did. But we love you and thank you for spending well, time with you guys. us. Thanks for having me. Yes. Good to hear from you, Melanie. Good to hear from you, Melanie. We'll talk to you oh, soon. You. All right. Sounds good. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for joining us, Melanie. We uh, enjoyed talking to you and reconnecting. We're so glad you are shaping young minds for the better and using all of your heart and soul and creativity to do so, to teach humanities. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Something that I don't think I was taught, so I'm not human, it turns out. You didn't take humanities? I don't think so. I think I'd remember. What's, that's what's what's a little off with me, isn't it? I didn't, never had someone teach me how to be a human. Huh. Well, yeah. well, that's probably, you know what? We could probably bring that up on the podcast. We just did. Ooh. Oh. Well. Oh, well. Oh, well, thank you, Melanie. We love you. Um, if you want to learn more about us, you can always visit www.connersmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. Um, you can find us Smith on- with an M. <laughs> no, it's Smith with an S. Oh, Smith, I see what you did. Smith with an eye. You're breaking my flow. All right, then you can find us on social media, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, under, again, Connor and Smith, Connor with an E-R. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Please post it where you post things, share it where you share things. Tell your friends about us. We are enjoying your listenership, and it's great to see those numbers. Um, it, it really makes us feel like you're, you're loving the show, so thank you. Um, and if, if I can't say it as, as many times as I need to, uh, please check the Discord page. The link is in the description. Discord is basically like me posting a bunch of old pictures from college and people commenting and having fun, And it's but it's all off social media. So it's all a private link. Um, so descriptions there. If you feel so inclined, Go into our Spotify playlist for season five. It features music from the late 90s. Enter your favorite late 90s song that you don't see is already on the list. And it's like a giant mixtape that we all pass around and share. It's great fun. Um, so uh, Into the Woods is up, Matthew. You're you're having a great time. Uh, Not being there? Well, being home again and straining your back when you lift plants. Well, you know what? Into the Woods took so much out of my soul. Here we go. That it actually ended up hurting my back. Mm. And I think that if we Google hard enough, we will find an interconnection between doing a show and uh, it coming out of your physical in order to make it happen. That's why a show takes good backers. Ah! We, ah! That was a sound. Maybe that's what we were missing was a couple extra backers. I think you just needed me to help you with the plant. Anyway. All right. Well, we will see you next week with more guests, more fun, and yeah, new sessions. Uh, All these sessions up to now were recorded prior to Into the Woods, so everything you hear coming up will be post. Post Into the Woods. So, gosh. Funny how woods become a post. Mm. Yeah. 
It is funny. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.